You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello and happy Monday, June the 3rd. Can you believe it's June already? What happened to May? And it's already getting into the scorching high temperatures. This weekend was, uh, felt like it was in the hundreds. So I'm glad to be back. I was on a vacation last week. I guess I'm not really glad to be back, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're here. So Lone Star Community Radio, downtown Conroe, FM 104.5, 106.1, and live on uh, Facebook on Conroe Culture News. So you can also live stream this on IRLoneStar.com or go back and listen to it later on YouTube or here at, on Facebook. So I have today, and I am Margie Taylor, your host, and this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center. They are located at 3033 West Davis in Conroe by Conroe High School and Taco Bell. So uh, today my guests are Cynthia Jamison. She is the Public Information Officer of Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management timely information and Andrea Wilson and she is with uh, uh, Montgomery County 911 and she's going to tell us about uh, emergency services smart 911 and anything else that seems to be important because you know this is hurricane season and I believe anything can happen at any time so it's best to be prepared I also have somebody observing in here uh, so Kelly yes Kelly is sitting here. She's not going to say anything, but she's waving. So she's just uh, checking out what's going on here with the radio, and hopefully we'll, um, somebody will snag her and help do event planning and things like that. So anyway, um, things we have going on, a few updates. The first Thursday market and the first Thursday concert is happening this Thursday because it is the first Thursday of the month, June the 6th. The Market days will start at 4 o'clock and go till 8 o'clock. And lots of new vendors, lots of things to see. Of course, you can get uh, fresh fruit and vegetables by Tice Farms. You can pick up some of that. You can get uh, vintage uh, food, jams and jellies, Laura soaps. You can get Whitman's honey, all kinds of things. Uh, there's a lot of things that are handmade and some salsa, some things that aren't handmade. Just go by and check it out and get ready for the concert. The concert this week is going to be an Eagles tribute band, Already Gone. And they are a, a really good performing group. They're out there every year. And uh, there's going to be a huge crowd out there, too. So bring your blankets, bring your chairs. Uh, you can uh, buy some food from the food trucks. And uh, uh, Red Brick Tavern will be there inside the park selling all kinds of uh, beverages some adult beverages and some not, and some food items as well. So go by and check it out. And that is this first Thursday market days and first Thursday concert. The concert starts at 7 and goes till 9. They do not have another band playing. It's just them for two hours. So don't read the reports about rain because they always do that on Thursdays and it just doesn't happen. So unless there's something horrible happening, which... Maybe Cynthia might tell us something about that. I don't know. Uh, we're going to carry on. And there, also this Friday is uh, Movies in the Park, hosted by the City of Conroe at the same location at Heritage Park, and that starts at 8.15. Bring your chairs to the free event. Christopher Robin will be the movie playing, and that just sounds like fun. 
I mean, who doesn't like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Roo and all of them? So, you know, it's a fun time, and it was supposed to only go through Fridays in May, but there were several Friday rainouts. So they are putting it off for this Friday and then the following Friday as well. So if it's too hot outside, which you never can tell, there's some inside things you can do as well. The Conroe Art League has uh, lots of uh, classes going on Mondays through Friday. So you can go on to ConroeArtLeague.org and find out about those classes in watercolor painting, pastels, oils, photography, figure drawing, all kinds of things for all ages. You know, kids classes, adult classes, all of that. And then this Saturday, they have their uh, monthly reception from 5 to 8 p.m. And there is no fee, and the public is invited to come by, see the new exhibit that's going on. Just go check it out. So other inside things, of course, we have uh, music venues. We have Roy Lee will be playing the piano at Pacific Yard House Friday night. Miles Smith will be at the Red Brick Tavern stage. And nothing but the blues at the Corner Pub on Friday night. On uh, Friday, also, you can go down to Bean Punk Coffee, which is now located on Main Street across from the east side of the courthouse and see an art exhibit. So that there's no fee for that either. You can go in and get some iced coffee, a pastry, or some ice cream and uh, go talk to the artist. She will have two artists there, Sarah Moons along with Dorothy Frazier, and they're both local artists. So they will have uh, contemporary artwork there at Bean Punk Coffee Friday night starting at 6. Saturday night, you can go see uh, uh, Ray at the Red Brick Tavern, Yelbert Pacific Yard House, and Willow James will per be performing classic rock at the Corner Pub. There was going to be a grand opening celebration of Arrows, Bows, and Little Toes, which had some uh, really cute outfits for not only kids, but there were some uh, designer t-shirts and different things and accessories and shoes. They have since canceled that, and uh, you can only get them online at the moment. Arrows, bows, and little toes. Go find out more about that on their Facebook page. So with that, we're just going to roll into my guests today and talk about the weather and things like that and how you need to be prepared. So again, I have uh, Cynthia Jamison is here with the Homeland Security and uh, she's also a public information officer, emergency management for Montgomery County. And Andrea Wilson has been on here before as well. She is with Montgomery County 911 and uh, Smart 911 and going to talk about how you can prepare for hurricane season or any emergencies. Because I know we have emergencies quite often. It doesn't have to be hurricane season. Right, ladies? That is correct. Um, I mean, as of, what, a month ago, we had... Flooding in each county, so yes. it can happen at any point, and we also um, want everybody to realize that. But this is a perfect time to be prepared for hurricane season, and that'll hopefully prepare you for anything else that might come around. Um, I mean, yes, right. I mean it was three years ago that we had the Memorial Day floods, right? And those right. were huge because I know uh, my husband, being out there in East County, he did uh, sixty saves in one day from flooding, which was more than a, during a hurricane, by the way, <laughs> it, because it just happened so fast and there was just so much water. Right. And that's what we're obviously seeing um, the new trends is that we're just having flooding issues that it's just Why happening over, over time. I don't know. Just it, <laughs> it just seems to be that um, is it we're, just we're too, much rain, too much rain or does it have to do with uh, 
the land or the property. That's just crazy. We are getting a lot, a lot more than they've had in the past. Well, I mean, if you get 11 to 15 inches of rain in five hours, it's going to happen regardless of whatever whatever the land is. And, you know, we do have a lot lot new infrastructure in the area, so that could be a possibility. Um, You know, all of it changes the landscape, and it makes a difference. So what is the outlook for the coming season? What do you, what do you, and of course, I know it's all speculation. Right. Nobody really knows anything. You know, it's kind of like our last. prediction. <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, and let's just talk about the, fir- the first storm for the season. Wait, wait, is there a storm? There was about a week ago. Yes. Right? Is it still like hanging out somewhere near us? Well, or is it one, in Africa or something? There's <laughs> one in the Gulf right now. Okay. Oh, but um, the one before that was one, just so much more special. Yes, because it was Andrea. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so, yes, we've already had one storm. So we've crossed off one of the names on the list. I saw um, that. And there is one. There's a disturbance in the Gulf. It hasn't become a cyclone yet. It's not a tropical storm yet. But they do um, predict that it will become a tropical storm. We'll see if that so happens. So it's kind of they're hanging saying, out by Mexico? Yes. Or they're what? saying in the next one to two days it should um, hit inland and hopefully um, it won't come our direction. But, but you just there's, don't also, know. there's always a possibility. It could so just fizzle up. out and do nothing. Absolutely. But so let's go backwards um, a couple of years ago in August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How much notice did we have of Harvey? couple weeks. Yeah, I think you that think we so? started preparing we people um, at say, least a week. I know we I was week. at an event um, with the Conroe Chamber, the men's style show, <laughs> and we were getting people on there. In fact, one of them was our county judge, Craig Doyle, and he's like, I was just at a thing talking about emergency management, and now i got to do this. I said, well, so what are we doing? Are we, are we going forward with this? He goes, well, you don't really know, but we're trying to prepare for the worst. Right. I think that we had a week's head start, um, at least knowing that there was a disturbance. Now, where it was going to hit was the biggest question. We didn't know. Question. Um, right. We didn't know that. And then we did not anticipate it stalling and dropping as much rain as it did over us. Obviously, it didn't, I mean, that was, it was a hurricane when it hit, hit land, but it obviously didn't hit Houston. Um, so we just got, it was a rain event for us. We still call it Hurricane Harvey because... That's what we're going to title it from here until the end of time. And that was like 50 inches, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and that was, we, we just received so much rain in a very short amount of time. And we couldn't keep up, obviously. Our infrastructure couldn't keep up with it. So with that in mind, now is the time to prepare. Yes, we have a small disturbance in the Gulf. Hopefully it won't affect us. I mean, we will probably get some rain by the end of the week. Hopefully that's all we get um, is a little bit of rain. Um but it's time to, to start thinking about what the summer is going to bring. So what do you suggest needs to be done? I know both of you are about hurricane preparedness, weather preparedness, emergency preparedness, period, disasters, anything. And so what, is, what do people need to do? So at this point, you want to, if you have a, an emergency supply kit, um, you want to make sure that it's updated and that your batteries... And what does that are, look like? Is that just like a first aid kit you bring out or... What are you thinking? Okay, that looks like. <laughs> oh, you have a picture? Because there's <laughs> a lot, more, there's a lot more involved in that. So, <laughs> you know, you want to have enough food and water for a week. Um, it's 
water supply, you want one gallon per day per person. Um, and, you know, plan a week to 10 days. Um, that's what we suggest. Because we know during Ike, there was water shortage and um, food shortage because we didn't have electricity for a week. So you couldn't get the water or you couldn't, I mean, you're... You had to wait for FEMA to deliver ice and water. Yeah, and absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing that you want to keep in mind is you might want to get cash. At this point, keep a little bit of cash in your supply kit because if there's no electricity, then there's no, there are no ATMs, banks aren't working, um, things like that. So uh, you can't use your credit card. Um, <laughs> make sure your, your vehicles, that you have at least half a, I mean, half a tank of gas in your vehicle at all times. Because if you do have to evacuate, then you at least have gas to get to the next town that will have gas. Um, during Rita, we all ran out of gas. Now, we are a pass-through area. What exactly right. does that mean? That means, okay, so Montgomery County will not um, evacuate for a hurricane. We ask our residents to um, shelter in place and stay at home um, so that the counties that are evacuated, the Galveston County, um, all the coastal counties, that they can pass through Montgomery County. We want them to keep going and go to those areas that are prepared for them, um, Huntsville, Dallas, San Antonio, all have emergency supplies and shelters prepared and waiting for those people to evacuate to those, those locations. So does that mean that the exits would not be accessible for other people? Like during Rita, they had closed the exits and it was kind of a nightmare. That's, that's a case by case basis. So I think Dependent. that if, right, if, if it's that big of a disaster, they think it's going to be that big and they do the contraflow which that was in place after Rita, because of Rita, um, then, you know, we'll see what that looks like. At this point, we haven't had to use it, luckily, but if we do, then, you know, you might want to read up on that and see what that looks like. So going back, so you have to have water, a gallon per person per day for seven days. Right. You have to have cash. You need to have gas. Um, if you depend on a generator, um, make sure that your generator is in working order. Um, start it up once a week. And buy it now. Or buy it now. If you, <laughs> if you haven't bought one yet, buy it now. Um, make sure that it's it's functioning. Uh, and if it's not, get the repairs on it that need to be done, if that's what you, you plan on depending on your generator. Um, make sure you have enough fuel to fuel it, because we know that we, there could be a fuel shortage mm -hmm. during disasters. So those um, are a few important things, and medicines and pet supplies. Medicines. All that. If you have babies, if you need infant formula, make sure that you have that in your um, supply kit because that's going to become a shortage at the grocery stores. Um, any prescribed medical supplies that you need, make sure that you have enough to carry you through that time if the uh, pharmacies are closed. That uh, could be difficult. Sometimes people only give you so much, and they said you have to wait till your 30-day supply. It could be difficult. I think that there are ways around it if you ask your, your physician sometimes. So start thinking about it now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, first aid kit, you want a full first aid kit. You want um, antiseptics and stuff like that. Your Make sure that your phones are charged at all times, um, if you can. And let's see, paper and plastic plates and bowls, a can opener is non-electric. A manual can opener is something that you're going to have to have. Um, so 
people, I think, sometimes forget about Maybe a bottle like opener, too. Probably a <laughs> bottle opener. <laughs> That's a good idea. I mean, you don't want the stuff to go to waste. You've got to use it, right? Right. <laughs> Especially if it's cold. Exactly. <laughs> so then you want candles and a flashlight and make sure that your batteries are not bad because mm -hmm. batteries go bad if they're stored for too long. The little um, starters, lighter starters, too. Yes, lighters are good. We have a whole <laughs> list of emergency supplies. And they can go on your website to find this list, right? Yes, or you can Google it. It's all over the internet. If you just so, Google emergency um, supply kit, you can get all kinds of information. So if they want to find out this whole list, you have a website, mctxoem.org, and yes. it has all kinds of stuff. Right. So preparedness stuff. Um, we do have a family plan. Make sure that your your kids know I like what that to expect. Idea. Um, if you think you're going to leave the area, because you can self-evacuate if you want. Um, if you yeah, want to do that. Yeah, they're not telling you you can't leave. Right. You make sure that <laughs> wherever you're going, right. that you have a plan for where you're going to go and who you're staying with and that your family members know that to expect you so that you aren't <laughs> dropping in on them suddenly. <laughs> well, I, I understand that uh, family plans should also include if everybody is in different places or at work where they meet up or who mm -hmm. they contact that's not living in this immediate area so somebody outside of the emergency area that they'll all know to contact possibly yes that's a good idea also um you have an out of the area contact person so that you tell them that you're okay in case your whole family can't get a hold of you right because a lot of times text messaging out works better than inside of the well, text the messaging works better and faster and doesn't take as much energy as a phone call true because the phones perhaps could be jammed and let's talk about phones <laughs> 911 first of all you don't play around with 911 no we we take every call very seriously you know if if there's something wrong with um your child misbehaving, you don't call 911. Um, if there's something wrong with your animals, you don't call 911, right? Correct. It, it's for emergencies. Right. What we say is if, if, you're, if you or someone you know that's in harm or there's destruction to, to, to property, personal property, that's when you want us to call or us to call, you to call us. And in your office over there, well, as part of your function, you go out and explain that to kids too. Isn't I do. That I do. I do presentations to kids and adults. About um, uh, what, when is 911 good? How can you use it? And when to call, why to call, what you should say when you call. Stay on the phone. Stay on the phone. <laughs> Don't call and hang up. <laughs> Make sure you know your location when you call us because that's going to be one of the first things we ask you. So how good is cell phones for them identifying your location? Has it gotten better uh, with the towers? We have 80% uh, of our calls in Montgomery County come uh, from a cell phone. Mm -hmm. uh, our landline uh, activity has decreased um, almost to practically nothing. I, I do have one, but I only use it for office. Um, here in the county, we've been real diligent to test our cell phone towers to see what the accuracy of the location is when a wireless call comes in. Um, we either meet or uh, exceed the national standard for that. So we can get anywhere you know, between 20 meters and under when a cell phone call is placed. Um, and that location so is based on uh, the cell tower that delivers the call to the, to the center. So uh, tell me about Smart 911. So Smart 911 is something that we've had here since uh, late 2015. Um, it, it really gained popularity when Hurricane Harvey came through. <laughs> we learned a lot then, right? <laughs> we did. We did. 
Uh, Smart 911 actually for us here in the county has two parts. It, uh, it has the first part, which um, a family can go in and create a household safety profile for them and anyone that lives in the home. And in the event that a number that's associated with the account calls 911, the information that they have put into their profile becomes available to the 911 call taker. So they can provide medical details, allergies, um, if there's any significant needs in the home, maybe, you know, I would, I would use Harvey as an example. Um, you are in a situation where you may need assistance in evacuating because you, you know, are in a wheelchair or a walker or you're, you may be on certain medical devices that assist you in your everyday life. Uh, you can put all those details into that profile. That 911 call is placed. We can see that information and relay that to first responders as they're um, out in the field responding to you. It's also a great tool for Homeland Security and Office of Emergency Management because uh, if you share certain details like the need for um, you know, assistance in evacuating, they can pull that information and have a better idea of uh, what those needs are in the county and what areas those needs are located. Was it used during Harvey much? Um, you know, it was so new for Harvey. We probably only had it a year, a little bit over a year. So the amount of profiles that we had weren't, um, weren't huge. Uh, the amount that we had after Hurricane Harvey blew through, we grew um, over, I would say, half of the amount of profiles mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. um, so that piece probably wasn't used as much during Hurricane Harvey as much as we would use it now um, going forward. Like you said, we learned a lot. Um, one Another piece that I didn't talk about is it's also tied into our county alerting system. Mm -hmm. So you can go in and create a profile for you and your family, um, but you can also sign up to receive emergency alerts. Um, not only from Homeland Security and Office of Emergency Management, but you can receive alerts from Montgomery County Sheriff's Office as well as Con Conroe Police Department. Um, and those alerts are, are they're, they're generally location-based. Um, you might remember, gosh, it's probably been about, what, two months ago, we had an escaped uh, prisoner here in Conroe. Well, it um, seems like it was a longer time ago. It might have been. I can't remember. I <laughs> yes, I remember that. It was in mid-April. And it came across the phone, too. Yep, we sent across the phone. Um, we basically geo-targeted the area that we felt like he was at and mm -hmm. let the people know that we're in that, um, in that geo location, um, that he was on the loose, uh, his description, and, you know, basically to kind of either shelter in place or be on the lookout. Um, and also to let them know there were, you know, many, many um, law enforcement agencies that had responded to assisting and help locate him. So not to be concerned if they saw numerous law enforcement, you know, officials roaming around the city. So whenever we get any of these alerts, I know I get alerts on my phone all the time. And so that comes through the smart 911? It does. So there's two ways you can actually go in and create a profile and sign up to receive alerts. Uh, the first is at smart911.com. You can go straight in there and set up your profile. Or um, you can also download the smart 911 app. You can actually do both. Um, that app will um, allow you to receive alerts uh, couple of different ways, text message, email, or phone. Um, and we send, obviously, emergency alerts of what's happening in your area, but you can also sign up to receive uh, weather alerts as well, mm -hmm. which are um, broadcasted by the National Weather Service. Uh, we encourage you to sign up for those, maybe not all of them, depending on what your preferences are. Uh, but one thing I like about it is you don't have to get a phone call if you don't want it. If you just want to receive text messages, you can get texts. If you don't want that and you want just email, uh, it gives you the liberty to choose which ones and what kind of messages that you receive. So when there were tornado alerts, it seems like April, March, I don't remember now. When it was in it April. Was, that we had like all the time tornado alerts. And one was on a Sunday and there was a fierce wind that came through and knocked out, um, I think, a restaurant out in Walden and 
things mm -hmm. like that. So did that come from your office, those alerts, or did they come? Those come from the National Weather okay. Service. Okay, okay, so, but it's specific to our area. Yes. So the National Weather Service also does kind of a geo-targeting location to send those alerts out. Um, so if it's happening in Walden, obviously people on, in New Caney area aren't gonna get that alert unless the tornado warning or watch is headed towards their area. Right. So it's basically right. the address that you put into your profile mm -hmm. and zip code is what pulls the type of alerts that you receive. Do those have anything to do with the silver or amber alerts? Silver and amber alerts um, come from the, well, locally they'll come from either the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office or Conroe PD. Um, those are what we'd call, they're more like federal alerts. Um, you can actually, you know, you can turn those off if you were, or, you know, don't want to receive them, you know, we encourage you to receive them because obviously, you know, you see many children who are rescued because someone actually got a, got an alert and paid attention and saw a vehicle. Um, so do they work with Montgomery County 911 to, to do those? Yes. Yeah, so we actually, Montgomery County 911, um, we provide the infrastructure for calls to come in and out and also to give the capability for Office of Emergency Management, Conroe PD, the Sheriff's Office, so they can send those alerts out. We provide the software and the infrastructure to give them that ability. Mm -hmm. Then we they also, you know, we also provide the PR and the, you know, the marketing piece to get, you know, people to sign up. Right. So just real quick, um, those are the same kind of alerts as the National Weather Service because it's the same alerting concept. Mm -hmm. So the National Weather Service, they have the ability to send those to across the nation wherever they see that there's going to be a, a weather event. Um, so with the tornadoes, everybody in that um, polygon that they draw will get that or should get that notice to their phone. So yes, it's good. To, you need to sign up with Smart 911 and share that information with emergency management so that you receive other alerts. But those National Weather Service alerts, you're going to receive them whether you opt in or you don't. Oh, you okay. should receive them. And because then, it's a weather alert that there's a there, your area is under tornado warning or watch or so does your office send out alerts too yes we can send out alerts um, if we have an evacuation notice that we are evacuating an area we can draw that polygon around the area that needs to be evacuated and send that alert to ping all the cell phones in that area well and y'all just had one i think like three weeks ago in shenandoah yes, we did we did one in shenandoah for a gas leak. Right, I saw that. I was at an event and I was standing so. next to Paula Odom with Entergy. She goes, did you get that? I said, I did. But is it an energy, energy <laughs> thing? She goes, I don't know, I need to check. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so you know, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and talk some more about how this all rolls together. Because okay. I think it's very relevant. Okay, we'll be right back. This is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center. Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogersteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S 
S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. And we are back. I'm Margie Taylor, and uh, the host for Conroe Culture News at Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1. And we are talking about preparing for a disaster or an emergency or how you can get plugged into knowing what's going on. Because things do happen and you need to be aware of, you know, how to connect, how to keep your family safe. Because we all work, we are busy, we go to events, we go shopping, whatever. Our kids go to school. So you need to know how to prepare, when to prepare. Um, So we're talking with Andrea and she is with Montgomery County 911. We're talking about Smart 911 and she's going to tell us a little bit more about the app and how you can set up your profile. And then uh, Cynthia is with the Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security. I probably said it backwards, but (laughs) with Montgomery County. And she's the public information officer telling us about uh, how to prepare for a hurricane, a storm, or just an emergency plan, uh, how to have a family plan. So getting back to uh, Smart 911, and we were talking about Montgomery County 911. So Smart 911, they need to download the app. They can. There's two ways they can go in and create a profile. They can either download the app, uh, which will be a green circle with a white lock and a white uh, Smart 911 logo in there, um, or they can go online at smart911.com and create a profile there. Um, you know, depending on how much information that they want to put into their profile. I always suggest to go online using your computer because, you know, if you want to put a lot of information, it's easier to go um, online and do that um, compared to on your smartphone. Um, But the app is really helpful as well because the app actually, you know, once you create that profile and you can link it to the app on your phone, you can actually receive other weather alerts from the, you know, around the United States if you're traveling. Um, I've been in Florida and received alerts before. Sure. Um, I've been in Colorado and received alerts before. And that's important. I mean, you need to know from wherever you're at what's going on. Right. And Smart 911 is actually a nationwide um, service. Uh, here in Montgomery County, we are the only county in the state of Texas that offers this service to our residents. Um, there are some cities around Dallas area, around Austin area who also provide it. But we are the, the only county right now that... That, that provides it. And it works throughout the county, right? It works throughout the county. Um, if you're traveling and you're traveling in an area, let's say the state of Arkansas, the whole state of Arkansas has a smart 911. 
you called 911 and let's say you're camping in the state of Arkansas, you have an emergency, you call, your profile is going to become available to them because they offer this service there in the state. Okay, very good. And you were going to show us a picture. I am. <laughs> of a dummy profile. It's nobody's information because that is all private information, right? Correct. Nobody can access this. Correct. And I always like to talk about the privacy of this because I know, you know, in this day and age with you know, hacking into people's personal information as well as business information. Um, what you provide in your profile is strictly up to you. Uh, Montgomery County 911 does not hold your profile information or what you put in there. Um, I, I kind of compare it to other social media type things. When you agree to use the service, whatever pictures and information that you post on there, um, that, that, that's what you decide to do personally. Um, when a call comes through the 911 center, your profile does pop up on our screen, but we only have it for about 45 minutes. Once that 45 minute window is up, that profile has gone away. We can't go in and query it by your address. We can't go in and query it by your name or your phone number. It strictly only becomes available to us in the event that a number associated with the account calls 911. Okay. So this is, this is a family profile right here. Um, you'll see that Anthony went and, and um, registered his family. You only need one profile for each that, household. Um, you don't need separate ones for everyone that's in the home. So if there's you know six people living in the home, you only need one profile. You can put all six people in there. You can put all six cell phone numbers in there. If there's a landline that's associated with the account, you can put that in there as well. And your dogs and cats. Your and all dogs, that. your cats. You can tell us what um, what hospital you want to be transported to. If you have emergency contacts, you can place that in there. Um, pretty much anything that you would want first responders to know can be placed in this profile. If there's not a place for you to click on, uh, maybe it's a medical need that you have or prescription medication you're on, there's ample space in other areas where you can plug that information in for us to access. Uh, one thing I love about this program is that it allows you to attach an address to a cell phone number. Like we said earlier, when a cell phone call comes in, we only get the location of the cell phone tower that brings the call to us. We have your wireless number, but we don't have your exact location. So this program actually lets you uh, attach your house number now to your cell phone. So when the profile pops up in the center, and obviously it doesn't look like this, we get a little map that basically tells us what your address location is of your profile. You may not necessarily be at that address, so obviously we're still going to uh, do a follow-up with what's your location and ask if you're at that address. If you're not, you're going to tell us where you're at. But it's really great now because we actually have a physical address on you. I think it works great. I mean, it's very important to have that information. You know, like Cynthia was saying, you don't know when an emergency is going to happen or... You know, I mean, it works for fire departments. It helps them know how many kids live in the house. You can it, upload floor you know. plans if you want. You can take photos of your home. If you have a gate or access code to, to access your your property, you can put that in there. Um, you know, I've had residents ask me if they can, you know, put in there that they don't want us to ram down their door because it's a brand new, beautiful door. Um, I always tell them you're welcome to put it in there, but your safety is first. And so if, you know, the fire department feels like that's the only way they're going to get in to access you, uh, they're gonna they're gonna access it through the door. Well, and where we used to live in Splendora on nine acres, that address was not accessible by Google. Well, and that's it was that's, unknown. That's nice about this because <laughs> once you put your so, address in, um, we do get a, you do get a Google map to look at to see if it's correct. If if it's not exactly on your property or your home, you can actually pick that pin up, move it, and drop it where it needs to be. That's cool. What do you think, Cynthia? Cool. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think it's it's fantastic. Um, especially for those that have 
you know, elderly parents living with them or small children that might stay home from school um, in the afternoons. You know, it's just, it give, it can give you peace of mind if mm-hmm. you use it properly. You know, I mean, you have to put the information in there and um, I think it's, it's great. I would say, you know, in the, in the event of you talked about silver alerts and amber alerts earlier, you know, you get a distressed parent of a child or a, a distressed, you know, son or daughter of an elderly, an elderly parent. And one of the first things we're going to ask you in a silver alert is, well, what's the make model of the vehicle they're in and, and the driver's and the uh, license plate number? I don't even know my own license plate number, to be honest. So I can't even imagine if I was calling on behalf of my mother, what that would even be. And this actually allows mm-hmm. you to put that information into the profile. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And you can also text 911 now, too, You can. Right? Uh, we've had texting capability since uh, last May. Um, you, you, you'd you send a text message just like you would send a text message to uh, a family member or a friend. Um, one thing that we ask you know, uh, each resident is to use texting in the case that they can't place a voice call. So um, call if you can, text if you can't is the nationwide slogan for that. Logo, sorry, slogan for that. Um, and there's reasons why you can't. Maybe someone's in the room and they don't. You don't want them to hear you calling nine one one. Right. It could be. It could be a um, you know intruder in your home. It could be a domestic violence situation. Right. Um, it, it saves lives by being able to text. Yes, it does. Uh, we um, we're very you know we're very excited that we have it here in the county. Um, you know, slowly nationwide areas are starting to get it, um, but we've been real, um, real happy with, with what we've gotten so far this year. Well, I hope everybody goes back home and, you know, goes and looks up their profile, updates it if they have an old one, which I need to look at mine because I don't know if it has our Splendora address still in there. Well, <laughs> what you should do is you, you should be getting a, a reminder every six months, whether it's hmm. through email or a text message, to go in and update your information. Um, because that's what will keep your, it'll keep your profile current. Yeah. So if you don't go in after six months and, and at least hit the link and, you know, restart the time clock and you call 911, we won't, we won't receive that, pro- we won't receive that profile. So it's important. That's part of the whole emergency preparedness thing. And so Cynthia, you were going to talk about family plan a little bit too? Um, more? Well, just that I, I brought a picture of what your family plan could look like. I mean, a, a page. <laughs> so, um, you know, you want to have your kids' school information in there. If, if it's not summertime, then that's important information for people to have. Um, I mean, it's just good information for anybody. If you have a sitter, you can put it on your refrigerator. That's for your a great idea. It has all the information well, you that know, they need for. As a grandma, you know, if I needed to, if I was watching the kids and something happened, I would need to know that emergency information. Right. So, um, you know, that, that's on our website. You can find that information on our website. Again, you can Google family plan and, you know, make sure that you go over it with your family and make sure everybody understands what's on the plan and why it's there and what it's, what it's for. Um, when you were talking about Smart 911, um, the other thing that comes to mind is if you do have transportation needs, if you go in and uh, put in Smart 911, and, I mean, into Smart 911 that you have to, transportation issues, then we can pull that. Um, we're still trying to figure out how accurate that is because anybody can create their smart 911 profile. And we really <laughs> don't want to, we don't want to go to a place <laughs> and say, okay, they say they have 19 kids and we need to get transportation for all these kids. And in reality, it's 
not not we real. need to be um, honest. Well, exactly. And the reason <laughs> why I'm laughing is because we hadn't had the program for maybe about six to nine months. And Cynthia and I happened to get on the back end where we can pull, you know, the information of people who may have significant needs dur during a disaster. And we wanted to go ahead and, you know, practice it and see how it looked. And one day we, we pulled up, um, I think it was something about pets, because there's, there's an area there if you have livestock or, or domesticated animals and you need assistance in, you know, evacuating them, you can check that off. And we happened to pull that over in, I think it was over in Montgomery, Magnolia area. We had kind of drawn a polygon to pull it. And it came out that there were two Datsuns that um, didn't speak English, uh, only German. <laughs> and we just thought that was kind of funny. And what we realized was it was, it was actually tied to one of our um, county firefighters who had gone in and done a practice profile for us. It wasn't me. <laughs> No. It does sound like me. We have two dachshunds. I don't know if they speak German. <laughs> I don't so, know about that. The, the, Putting the, accurate information in there for us is really, really important. It's, it's the same as it's important that you only call 911 for emergencies because in the event of Harvey, as we've learned now, you know, if we have another one, we'll be, you know, we're even more ready to pull inf information from it. Um, you know, we need that information to be accurate because if you claim that you have 30 livestock, you know, out in the Montgomery right. area and you're in a flood zone and you're wanting, you know, us to, you know, send out the cavalry with trailers to come mm -hmm. get them and pull them out and we show up with five trailers and there's only two livestock out there, that's a waste of resources for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but the other key to that is sharing that information with our office. So there's a place whenever you're registering that you can go in and share your information. And the only information we get is the preparedness stuff. So you would... If we sent out preparedness information through Smart 911, you would receive that. But we're only going to receive um, if you need transportation um, assistance, any assistance that you might need, we're going to get that. We're not going to get any of the personal information on your profile. That's strictly... Because that's not... Right, doesn't, it doesn't relate pertain to, you. to us. Yeah. So um, I, I just want to make sure that I plug that because without that key part of it, we can't get... The information on your needs during a disaster and this is an example so if you go in and you know you'll register we have two two different types of alerts you can sign up for besides the weather alerts so you can either sign up to receive alerts from alert mctx and that's for anyone that's living in montgomery county outside the city limits of conroe pd or you can opt in to receive alerts from conroe pd because you're within the city limits of conroe um, for sharing your information with homeland security and office of emergency management you would actually go and click this blue button right here. And then what that'll do is once you click that button, it's gonna ask you um, additional emergency management planning type questions. Do you have that gallon of water per person for seven days? You know, you check yes or no. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of like the planning sheets that Cynthia talked about, but in computerized mm -hmm. form to where they'll have access that you, you know, that, that you don't have those needs. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. And since we're on the, discussion of pets. Um, <laughs> not my dachshunds. If you, not your dachshunds, <laughs> just pets in general. If you have pets that you think that if you, you might flood or you need to go to a shelter, keep in mind that most shelters will not accept your pets. And if they do, then you still have to have supplies for that, that pet. You still have to have food for them because the shelters aren't going to supply that. If they, I mean, most shelters will not accept your pets. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you never know what might happen in the future. Just remember that you need to have the same amount of food, um, seven days supply, seven to 10 days supply of food and water for your pets. Um, have a leash and a collar with identification. Their immunization, immunization records, um, a pet carrier, and another idea is a photo of you and your pet in case, because sometimes, or during Harvey, we realized that we had a lot of pets that came out of homes that were sheltered at a pet shelter, and you were at the regular shelter. Well, reunification um, will help if you have a photo of you and your pet together. That way they can say, yes, this is your pet. Well, and I'll just plug in one of the great things about the Smart 911 app is that it's on your phone, and those, those photos and all of that information, you're going to have it self-contained on your phone right then and there. So you can, you know, pull up the information about your pet. Is it microchip? Yes. This is the serial number. You know, this is the vet's name. These are their shots you, and, and photos and everything are right there at your fingertips because you've downloaded the Smart 911 app. So do you send out the, um, being the public information officer, you're the one who sends out the information, the press releases and talks in the conference calls and all that? Yes. So, um, any press release that comes from our office, from the Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, mostly due to weather um, <laughs> and anything that but we But something might else experience. could happen. Yes, yeah, something else could happen. So, so something like the gas leak to, or right. anything like that, any kind of an emergency right. any that kind of you want that the happen, public to know about and shelter in place or... It could be a boil water ban. Mm-hmm. Anything. If we're notified of it, it could be. Um, well, what if, like, lightning hit somewhere? Well, that, that happens all the time. Yeah, I know. All it but takes what if is it, one thunderstorm to, to <laughs> okay, roll through so the woodland. I know. I get all those. It so, just hit, you know, two miles from your house. I'm like, okay, what do I do with that? <laughs> it, would, it would generally be a big, um, could be a big disaster or a big thing that might happen, whether it's a hurricane coming in, tornadoes, any kind of weather event. Um, active shooter, you know, any of that, we could, we can send alert out of our office. Um, but it, it would come through the sheriff's office or no? It comes directly. It, it comes, comes directly okay. through their office. Okay, it would come through, through the same system that the sheriff's office uses if they need mm -hmm. to send one out. Um, we all, everyone's and using then you the would same get platform. that alert on your right. phone. You would get that alert on your phone, whether you sign up or not. If it's sent proper, I mean, in, through the proper channels, yes, you will get it whether you sign up or not. Um, it has to be a big and bad enough disaster for you to get that kind of alert. Um, we're not going to send it out just for a hurricane. It's going to have to be an evacuation notice or um, even if it's a shelter in place. We're, we're letting everybody in that geolocated area that they need to stay indoors. And we would probably do that for if we knew for a fact that there was a tornado coming through and it was going to be very destructive. But then again, the National Weather Service will probably send that out, and it would be the exact same kind of message. Okay. What else? What else do you need to share? <laughs> so, I mean, I guess back to, back to um, preparedness. Um, now's the time to make sure that your emergency supply kit is up to date and you have everything in there that you think that you need if... We Look need, the you know, if the, if, if something changes, you would know at least days in advance if there was some kind of hurricane yes. coming towards you us. You have time, but it takes a long time to kind of gather all these things. So just keep you know, in mind I, that it takes time. I don't know about you, but I think one thing I've learned 
going into Harvey and post Harvey after we've all met and talked about everything is that, you know, people love the idea of, of what we can offer them as mm -hmm. far as preparedness and getting them ready. Um, but it's, it's almost like sometimes people don't do it at the beginning until it's, it's like happening like a day before. Sense or, of urgency. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, I need this. And that's not good because as you know, when you go into the stores, the shelves are empty. Right. Lo and behold, the shelves are empty. There is no water. People are fighting for the last water container. I've seen myself do that, too. Right. You know, th there's no bread. And you want bread because it's easy to make sandwiches when there's no refrigeration. You can make peanut butter and jelly. Absolutely. You know? And so right now, Now is the plenty. time to do that. I mean, you can always freeze bread, too. You can stock up on water. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. Mm -hmm. So there's things you can do now knowing that you're going to use it sooner or later anyway. Right. So might well, as well. Well, I'm not being prepared, in. in my opinion. I mean, you're putting yourself and your family at risk or whoever lives with you. But when the event actually strikes, you're also putting first responders and, and the mm -hmm. people who are trying to assist maybe not only you, but other people in the community at risk, too. Um, because, you know, we're actively responding to every single call that, that comes through. We, we processed just 911 calls alone during the four days of Harvey was over 6,000 calls. And that's just on the emergency line. That doesn't even count the over 10,000 calls we got on the non-emergency line. Hmm. So now's the time. Now's the time. Um, these are just a few things. Take uh, pictures of all your personal property that's inside of your home, because it doesn't matter whether we have a hurricane or a tornado or if you have a fire, you're going to need that for mm -hmm. your insurance purposes. Um, now's the time to look at your insurance, check your insurance, and make sure that you're covered for everything that might happen in, during a hurricane. Um, if you don't have flood insurance, buy it now. You have 30, uh, there's a 30-day waiting period. So if you flood tomorrow, if you buy it today, you flood tomorrow, you're not covered. So, you know, those are the things that, as a homeowner, you need to keep in mind. And maybe look at the outside of your house and see if there's any low-hanging limbs that might need to be trimmed back and make sure that your gutters are free of any debris so that they don't clog up and back up into your home and yes. things like that. And when the winds do pick up, move your furniture <laughs> so that it doesn't fly through a window or somebody else's yard right. and, yes, and damage, damage their property as well. Um, if you have a pool, I've heard people today say that they've put their their pool furniture inside their pool during hmm. a hurricane because it doesn't fly. Um, so there's hmm. that. I mean, the, the trees are, are a big one out here. You know, make sure that there's nothing touching your home so that you can, so that there isn't any damage from that. Right. I mean, just that last uh, tornado warnings and things, when it came through, there was a lot of damage in trees down. Mm -hmm. So anything else you want to add, Andrea? I don't think so. How many named storms are there, Cynthia? Yeah, how many? I know my name's not on there. We already had it, Andrea. No, Cynthia? I don't think 21. they can handle both of us. 21. 21. How many did we go through last year? Oh, I know. Random. I have no idea. <laughs> but there were a lot. I mean, or was it last year or the year before that they hit us and Florida and all that? It was, it was, the, last. It was Harvey year. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it wasn't that I think long that ago. We went but. Through, through a lot of them. Harvey. So Harvey's not a name one. So once they have a name, they can't rename it? They can't use that name again? In other words, they can't use Harvey again for this year? I don't know. 
I mean, eventually they probably can, <laughs> but they probably don't want to in do our, it. Not in our lifetime. Yeah, we don't want to hear it about that again. So what's the next storm? So the next storm will be Barry. Barry. I don't know if, a Barry. I think if the one in, <laughs> the one that's in the Gulf this week, if it turns into anything, it'll be Barry. Okay. We'll wait and see. What is your prediction? What do you think? Do you think the hot weather? I mean, there's old myth tales, you know, that if we have really hot, like we are right now, that that means not only are we going to have a hot summer, but we'll have a more feisty hurricane season. Any feelings on that? I don't have any feelings. I can tell you what the National Weather Service is predicting. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying that we're going to have a normal number of storms. What does that mean? Normal number <laughs> mean, meaning um, that we'll have 9 to 15 named storms. And then 4 to 8 of those are, are expected to become hurricanes. And then 2 to 4 will be a major hurricane. So that's... So there's no predictions not, for this area, no. the Gulf Coast area, per se. No, it's just the Atlantic. I know they do all so. those little strings and spaghetti things and... Everybody has a different one. Yeah, not as far as we know. <laughs> okay, so if you want to know more information, you could go to mc911.org. That's uh, Montgomery County 911's website. Okay, and for you, Cynthia? Um, www.mctxoem.org. So I have two things I would like to... Do I have time? Do it. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> If you have any events or you want presentations, please notify our office, and we will have somebody come out and do those for you. Um, and then we have CERT uh, classes coming up in the fall. That's Community Emergency Response Teams, and it's a eight-week course, um, one day a week, and they teach you all about how to uh, be a response person during disasters. And that's good. good. You need to have one in each neighborhood. That would be helpful. It would be helpful. We Facebook, tried. and you're on Facebook, both of you guys? Yes, we are. Okay, so review this show later on on Conroe Culture News or IRLoneStar.com or YouTube. Check it out. Be prepared. Be safe. Until next week. Hopefully there's a next week. <laughs> we will talk to you all later. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.